Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 285. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Rodan. Yes, I'm here. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and rate five stars. Also, check out our sports podcast right after this. All right, Andy, uh, got a lot of news here uh, to cover today, in fact, and uh, some good stuff. Um, way back when in the uh, Carter days, I believe he was a MoviePass subscriber. Is this fair? All right, yeah. You, that was Carter. Well, uh, and then it went down. I think we thought at the time it was because he went, you know, every day to the movies. Uh, well, it's it's coming back. They announced uh, a little bit of stuff. So it's expected back in September. So just a couple weeks away. And they'll have plans starting at $10, $20, and $30 a month. And obviously the more will grant you more access to movies and things of that nature. The fewer ones, maybe once a month. But $10 a month is still less than one movie. Uh, so more info will be forthcoming soon, but that is coming back. Nevertheless, maybe something you can consider versus what you're paying uh, right now. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I know they've been trying to bring back that back for a while. I don't know how that could ever be profitable because it seems like the only people who want to do it are people that would use it a lot. Um, and like, I don't know. I think that company, the only way to be profitable is to try to get like a cut of, uh, concessions or something from the theaters. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, but like they were paying full price back to the movie theaters for that shit. So, uh, for me with the AMC, it's like, well, I'm costing AMC money, but also like it's their money. Like, so they're not paying themselves house the full price of, of, of tickets. Yeah. So I think that works that way. Um, I also know like that the movie pass thing was weird. You have to like, you'd have to then go to the box office every time and then show them the thing right where like the AMC thing, I just go right up to the person who does the tickets and just shows them. It's a nice little app. So it's like you, the movie pass, you had to like convert your movie pass thing into a ticket at the box office somehow, which can be inconvenient, but yeah, probably not a huge deal. But um, for me, it's easy to just walk right in there. But Well, maybe they'll fix that. I don't know. I haven't seen yeah. many details. I just saw that it came back is all. Yeah, uh, it's a it, it's a good idea. And it's because I think we're just so used to paying subscriptions versus paying for something. Yeah, and well, it's I easy it's when just, it goes on your card and you forget about it. Yeah, especially when I think movies being 20 bucks a pop in some some cases is really a hard investment to make. But if you're like, actually, if you get three of them, it's only 30 bucks total. That's something people would be more willing to do. And, and you know, I think a lot of seats get unsold. So the movie industry and the theaters themselves have to figure out. Yeah. Um, Got to get strategic. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if you if you show a movie and you have 40 seats and five people go to it. That's a huge waste. You just wasted a bunch of spots. You could have put another screening of. Uh, a Marvel movie or something, right? So uh, that's what we don't. You want know, what they should on. do is like do like a glass window house, kind of a, a greenhouse kind of style on some of the area of the theater, and then have that be like a restaurant, and you can be eating inside of it, and you can look up and watch your movie, but you can talk also. People love shit in the background. Yeah, 
<laughs> make like a beer garden inside of yeah. the yeah see? all the whole 25 theaters yeah you could see everything that's going on you're in like a spinning <laughs> wheel <laughs> it's they got to think of these things yeah. i'd be on board that'd be just an experience you know like, i want to yeah. go see eight percent of five movies <laughs> sure all right um Here's a movie I, I'm very interested in uh, hearing more about and potentially seeing, Andy. Are you familiar with the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Um, yes. It's a 1980s film. A huge cult classic, successful movie, uh, you know, catapulting Matthew Broderick into fame. Well, uh, they're developing and uh, going to begin making a movie sequel for this, but uh, per se, it's a spinoff. And uh, everyone's always asked the question, I wonder where they went with that Ferrari. It's going to follow the two garage attendees for their epic adventure of their own in the uh, California GT Ferrari. Yeah. How cool does that sound? um, Just a nice Chicago 80s movie, I guess. They could visit all the landmarks. Yeah. Um, Where's this going to? Well, Paramount. Okay. Okay. Because this has got to be a streaming only thing. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be in IMAX. Uh, (laughs) Weird idea. (laughs) You know what it sounds like is like a commercial more than anything. I feel like it was a commercial. Yeah. The The Super Bowl or something. Where they do those commercials where it's like a scene from a movie. Yeah. DirecTV was doing that for a while. Yeah. They're like, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm into seeing this, and I, I read an article meant that mentioned this, and they were saying at the time John Hughes was, you know, kind of on board for making a sequel, thinking maybe, you know, Ferris is uh, in college now or or something like that, and uh, obviously that never happened. Yeah, I think John Hughes has been dead for yes, this years. was the time, Andy. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, more to come on that as well. Uh, I'm sure soon. Uh, tell us about Planet of the Apes. Uh, so they're going to make another one, but I don't know what that means. Uh, so I really like the the trilogy from this past decade that Matt Reeves did. Um, you know, War of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes uh, with um, Andy Serkis. Um, but that was over. And I know they wanted to do more, maybe continue that storyline, but in further on uh so there's not a whole lot of details about what this is going to be but uh they have announced a director a star um and that this is actually for real going to happen so um the director is a guy named wes ball and uh, and he directed the maze runner movies which i know are real but i've never seen them but they are real so that's that's something that this director has done he's not completely new i think those movies Made some money because they made they made like four of those things. I don't I don't know. Um, Feels like they made like a hundred of those. They just kept coming. They're like I don't know what this movie is. Um, but I like I like the franchise. Uh, I like the old movies and I like the the new trilogy. Um, I don't need to see that uh, Mark Wahlberg one ever again, but you know that exists. Um, so hopefully it's not a sequel, a direct sequel to the Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> I really don't think it is. But um, yeah, I want to see I want to see what this is actually going to be because. Um, the technology just keeps getting better that that was the, those recent ones were such a showcase for 
the motion capture, then it's like it's only getting better. So uh, if that's going to be the case for this new one, then it's um, and yeah, the the actor that they uh, said is going to star, they said he's going to be with the ape, so it's not a human character. So um, we do still need to see the how did the apes become more human like? You know, the yeah. last one where we left them, they could speak to each other, but they were still very much apes. You know, so. There's that uh, evolutionary link we need to see. So hopefully that's what it is. Well, you'll probably see this. I don't know. Never really yeah. got into the apes movies. You Seen didn't watch the old, the old ones. Uh, I mean, really just the first one is the one that people care about, but I watched all of those old ones from the 60s and 70s. They were very creepy, right? Yeah. just Those masks different. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Batman cartoon. Yeah, so this is another part of the craziness going on at HBO Max and Warner Brothers, Discovery, whatever. Uh, but there's a Batman cartoon called Batman Caped Crusader. Um, and what's notable about this cartoon is it's the people behind it. So J.J. Abrams is a producer. Uh, Matt Reeves, who did the last Batman movie, is a producer. And then also Bruce Tim, who did the uh, early 90s series that, that is so beloved. Uh, is also working on this series as well. So this is going to be more geared towards adults. It's not going to be a children's cartoon. Uh, So there's some excitement behind this. And um, Warner Brothers came out and said, this is not going to HBO Max like like we said it was. Um, It was always going to be on Cartoon Network and HBO Max, but now it's just going to Cartoon Network. And I just don't even understand what isn't going on anymore with with the company. Why not put it on the streaming service as well? Why only let it be on TV? Um, some people think, well, that means they're going to try to just sell it to Netflix and not put it on their own streaming service, which is it's just really confusing because there's already so much DC Comics stuff on HBO Max that it's like you're confusing the brand by being like, maybe we can make you know a million dollars by licensing this show out that we're already making to our competitor. And it's just like, it, that doesn't seem to make much sense other than it's quick cash. Uh, so I'm a little, a little lost, but um, yeah, hopefully I'll still be able to see this in, in some way. Cause it sounds interesting. And I mean that you can still go watch that early nineties uh, cartoon and it, it's, it's very good Batman stories. Um, so um, I don't know what's going on. There's just in every week, there's more stories going on with this Warner brothers thing. Uh, more shows were, were taken off, um, including shows that were like a new season was on the way and was done. And they're just like, actually we're erasing the show from existence where they just pulled every bit of it. It's not going to show on TV anywhere. It's not going to be on HBO max. It's just gone. It doesn't exist. Uh, and they have to, they have to pretend that it never existed um, to really get out of their deals or whatever. It's, it's so it's impossible for, even people like me who try to pay attention to all this kind of stuff, it's it's like really, really tough. So um, I know one of them things is they pulled they pulled like 400 episodes of Sesame Street, which is oh, wow. which airs on HBO. Um, but it's like, well, there's still 200 episodes, but the other 400 are now not on HBO. It's like, what? what I don't even understand. Like, I guess probably no one was actually watching. even notice <laughs> yeah no one was watching but it's still like weird that they're doing this stuff it's like wow they gotta you know they gotta pay the guy who puts his hand up uh elmo a couple dollars if they keep it on the service or something and they're just cheaping out on everything i don't know 
they <laughs> um, also there's another another uh, thing related to this. Um, you know, they they run CNN as well, so that's part of their whole media empire. And they put a new person in place for CNN, uh, and they fired um, Brian Stelter, who is um, uh, a much reviled figure for a lot of people. He's uh, an interesting-looking person. Yeah, you know who this guy is? He is constantly bullied for his appearance, and I feel bad that it's like, all right, come on. It's like, hey, you're bald and you're fat. <laughs> it's like, Why heard someone right. call him Humpty Dumpty, and I thought yeah. that was funny. It's 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 funny, but it's also sad. But um, eh, it's, it's he's rich. He's well, it's fine. No, I'm saying the bullying part of it. You know, yeah, I, I know I he's I rich. Though. Just, Who cares? Um, if he were poor, well, he'd be mean. He's not making money right now. He's unemployed. I, so. I'm sure he already has a new yeah. job. Yeah, I'm sure the guy will have some lined up. But it, it is interesting that he was like the first sacrifice for the new CNN or whatever. Like, all right, we got gotcha. you. We know people make fun of you a lot, so we're just going to get rid of you. So. But yeah, it seems like every week there's something new and some sort of freak out. Um, but yeah, this Batman one stuck out to me. It's like, what? it's fucking Batman. Don't you want Batman? Even though it's a cartoon and it's not going to be fucking Christopher Nolan movies or something. It's like, why are you trying to like make make HBO Max the place where you can see all the Batman? Well, that they're treating it as if they're like, shit, we got to clear up some storage. We don't have room for <laughs> yeah. all of this. <laughs> They're just taking servers out. Yeah, like, we have look, two we terabytes. Have... We're using six right now. We got to cut this. Yeah, could be it. They're just yeah. on like an Apple iCloud account where they're paying like yeah. $3,000 $3, a month for all that storage. <laughs> got to get rid of it. Could be it. I mean, that's. I think that's the problem if you're... If you are, are like a parent company and you're selling off a, a, a company that you own... I guess you don't care where it goes, but like, don't sell it to a company that's poor. And they'll be like, well, we'll be fine. Cause it's like, it's going to end up shitty. That's just how it goes. It's like, you sold it to the discovery channel. <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. Pretty bad. But Hey, I mean, they did put out, I don't know if you saw some HBO teaser or something they're like, here's what's coming still. So it's like, they're still spending money on HBO. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's going to continue to be a powerhouse. It's just not going to be... They don't want it to be Netflix. Yeah, that's what... It is. They're really paring down all the just weird things that they do. Like that Steph Curry game show, whatever was one of the things those pulled. And I was like, good. I never, I've heard of it. I never it saw it. It was like it. Steph Curry and his wife hosted a game show together, and I was like, you fucking sellouts. Maybe that, there's like, he's got to get back to his actual job. Yeah. All right, well, that's what I have to say on that one, so... Okay, and are there more HBO Max things, or was that all of it? Oh, that's, that's the next thing yeah, I have. That's that's what I have here. Just, okay, it was. Um, next week we'll find out what else is pulled. Ah, so like, all right. We wrote uh, Tony Soprano out of The Sopranos. Like it's still <laughs> up, but he just doesn't exist. It costs too much money. We had to pay yeah. the Gandolfini estate. Probably. I don't know. All right. Well, here's uh, hopefully to Disney paying the uh, Nick Cage estate for. National Treasure 3. Yeah, this is a, a nice little story because uh, very disappointing. The National Treasure news that they were doing this Disney Plus series and, and Nick Cage isn't involved at all. Um, well, he's not going to do TV. He's the biggest celebrity you know, on the planet. I think, I think actually that's true. That's that's one of the, I don't want to say issues with Nicolas Cage, but I heard he will not be in a movie unless he's the main character. 
So even though he's in a different phase in his career, he won't be like a smaller role. Um, he wants. He's to be staying the, the good speed, Andy. He can't he, be a lower lead. Um, although he was in, he was in the movie Kick Ass, and he was not. He was not this main character, but well, because he wanted to get. He probably got like a free personal trainer, and yeah. Well, he loves kind of comic stuff. books and shit, so he probably got. Like, yeah, he probably came like, to them like, oh, I want to be yeah. in your movie. Um, but yeah, National Treasure, the series was no Nick Cage. And like, how are you going to do this without him? Um, but Jerry Bruckheimer said in an interview that, uh, there is a script for National Treasure three. Nick Cage needs to sign off on it. He, they're not doing it without him. And they're, he needs to be the guy said, this is good enough. I'm, I'm, I want to move on to this. Um, and I'm sure he'll, he'll want a nice paycheck and, and he deserves it. Uh, he needs, he probably still needs to pay back some IRS agents or something. Right. Um, I don't know if that ever was resolved. He owed a lot of money. Um, and put it in theaters. And then it can come to Disney Plus in 60 days, you know? Yeah. Make it make it a big movie. Give it some money. We want to see stuff. We want to see history-based adventures. I think we need that in the world today. So. Probably. Yeah, let's get it done. All right. Um, how about Halloween Ends? Going straight to Peacock while in theaters. Yeah, this was a surprise. I don't know what is going on there. I think Peacock is a struggling service, doesn't have that much, so they want to boost it with something. They did this last year with uh, Halloween Kills, the second movie, uh, where it came to Peacock and it came to theaters to see. And I think it I think it made over like $60 million, made, made a good amount of money, especially considering there was still uh, pandemic times and not as many people are going to the theaters. Uh, and I think it drove a lot of subscriptions to Peacock. I can tell you, I signed up for Peacock uh, to watch the movie and kept it for like three months, which is like, so they got 15 bucks out of me. That's nice. That's more than the movie ticket, probably. Um, so they're doing it again. And Halloween Ends will be going to Peacock for uh, people who have the the paid version. Um, curious, because this this movie might make a, could make a lot of money at the box office. And I don't know what having it on streaming will do to that. Like I said, if the last one made like sixty million during those times, uh, this one could be make twice that, maybe even more. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like the type of movie you want to just put to a streaming service, but uh, maybe Universal is thinking in the long game is like we just need to get people to Peacock eventually. Um, they want, the, want the eyeballs? Yeah, the long game here because they they've got stuff um, like back catalog stuff, and they just kind of wait it out. I think. Next year, all the show, all the NBC shows that would go to Hulu are that contract ends and now they'll get to go to their own thing. Um, also, I think you probably did see, but uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World will be on Peacock, I think, September 2nd. Oh, that's so, wonderful. I thought it was going to be uh, October from what I read. No, they, they said it'll be there uh, earlier. So uh, including the extended edition. So even more dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, did you did you ever watch that like prologue they put on YouTube? Yes. With like, yeah. So I believe that was supposed to be in the movie, and they're like, ah, the movie's already two and a half hours, so we'll just cut so that's that. That's probably all it so is. So that, that's what it probably. Is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll still watch the crap out of that. I mean, anything with I I watched like 25, 30 minutes of their little. Here's all the stars on TV together. Documentary thing. I watched a lot of that. What What was that? It's just like a uh, Jeff, uh, Sam, uh, Laura, Chris, 
you guys got to get in here, uh, the studio after the scenes today, and uh, we're going to talk about the movie, and it's going to be on TV. You, uh, have to, okay. you have to do it. Yeah, little promo pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess Goldblum is just so uh, magnetic anyways. You could watch any of that stuff. Yeah. You know, he knows he how to exist show. within people. and He did the water trick again. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, so you said September 2nd? I think so. That's next Friday, Andy. Sure. Wonderful. All right. Actually, I'm off next Friday. I'm going to do a full day at Disneyland. A full day? I thought yeah, you couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Wife's birthday. Ah, uh, okay. You can actually go on a ride this time. We went on. We went last night, too. Uh, we went on two rides. Yeah. We're really jam-packed uh, with the end of the passes. Uh, we're going to renew, I think we uh, decided. Why not? You know? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in a position to do that, I don't know. I don't see why. It's not. a fun outing. You go for a couple hours during the uh, a weeknight, or you go for you know a handful hours on a weekend. It's a good time. All right, uh, we're still talking Halloween ends. No, um, the, the I guess the, no. There's one last thing I have to say. If okay. they're willing to do this, does this mean this movie's going to suck too? Probably. That's, that was my initial thought. Yeah, that's that's sad. I mean, especially. Um, I liked because of. I, the Righteous Gemstones is so well made that these people know how to make good stuff. Um, so I don't know what happened with the second Hollywood movie. So I was ho- hopeful for the third, but yeah, maybe maybe it also was going to be bad. So, mm-hmm. But I will still watch. Yeah. Maybe for me, probably not, but maybe. Um, okay, we have an update on Knives Out, Andy. The new movie is going to be called Glass Onion, which you maybe already have known. Uh, but it got a release date, December 23rd. Yeah, yeah, that's, I guess that's Christmas time. That's too long, you know? I don't you know, know why, I don't know why out before. I don't know why they like putting movies out Christmas time, like that People close. busy, like. That's what I mean. Maybe, maybe put it out December 13th or something like that. Yeah. A better date. You know, you can still get people, you know, hanging out during the holidays, but also if you're busy and you don't have time, I don't know. Got a lot of stuff but, always going on at Christmas time. They did that with um, the Don't Look Up last year was like a Christmas Day release as well. It's like, but I guess it worked. A lot of people watched that movie, so maybe they know something better than me. Yeah. Yeah. But Ed Norton. Yeah, he's back. Oh, some he never left, Andy. Come on. <laughs> All right. I've got a couple of trailers uh, or ju- actually just one. Uh, did you see the trailer for the movie or the show rather Hulu original called reboot? No, I think it was released today. So uh, September 23rd and uh, it's reprising an old sitcom. They're deciding, you know, the studio is going to bring back all the original actors, including Johnny Knoxville. Uh, I believe is it Kegel, Mike and key. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's his name? You you reverse some letters. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, that's what I said. You said Key Goal Mike and <laughs> Key. <laughs> it's like I don't think that's right. Well, you knew what I meant. Yes, uh, yes. What's the other guy's name? From, From Key his, and Peel. Yeah, Peel. Yeah, Jordan Peel. Yeah. Which one does not do? Nope. Jordan Peel's the director. Okay, so yeah. it's not Keegan. Michael Key. Yes. He's okay. the guy who's in like everything. 
Yes, he is in there with Johnny Knoxville. Uh, also, uh, Jen from Last Man Standing is playing one of the studio executives, which is pretty Paul funny. Reiser in here. Wow, that's yeah, so uh, pretty decent cast. Uh, trailer looks okay. The show within the show was called Step On Up, I think, which is like, are they going after step by yeah. step? Um, but it looks interesting. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know, but Steve, it's on Hulu. So. Steve Levitan's a creator. He did uh, Modern Family. Yeah, I said co-creator of Modern yeah. Family. So probably going to be decent, but we'll see. And that yeah. is, I believe, September 23rd, if I wrote that down correctly. All right, uh, Andy, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code Tony, that is T-O-N-Y at checkout, they're going to give you a 65% off just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? Uh, well, I've got six. So I've got oh three, three movies, God. three shows. So, you know, the TV shows they don't need to be that. Did uh, you start Legacy? No, I did not. No. Oh, I've got two. Okay. Well, you want me to do these uh, movies here first? Yeah, let it rip. Yeah. So um, first one is one I saw in the theaters, which was a very, very limited release. I think it's already gone. It's a movie called Emily the Criminal uh, with Aubrey Plaza as the, the star here. She's a... I've heard of that. She is a convicted felon who just can't get ahead in life because of that, even though she's not, you know, like a, a bad guy. She just has a criminal record and that affects your employment opportunities so um eventually she gets an offer to to help with a small time crime and it goes well so she decides to do that um do small time credit card fraud and you know it goes from there and escalates and uh there's some nice thrills and everything um i thought it's very good for i think it's the the, debut for uh, this director um, basically got it, got it some things that, um, some themes, I think that I felt as a, as a millennial, I'll say about how, uh, work and employment and basically that anxiety. There's a couple, couple scenes featuring job interviews that were like, really got to me. I was like, oh, this is tough. Um, you do have a criminal record too. So sure. Yeah. But no, it's just, it's not just that it's, it's a difficult thing of, trying to, to get someone to believe that you could do a good job at something. And when they have a million other people that could do that same job. I just um, like so. when they're like, what do you, what would you say your downfall is? Yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed Why, to say? Lady, <laughs> I have self-esteem. I don't have a downfall. God yeah. damn it. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. It's a pretty short. And, um, I thought a little bit of comparison to, to like the Safdie brothers movies, like uncut gems, but not nearly as crazy or intense, but, that kind of thing of like smaller time crime that's happening, you know, not, not bank robberies. There's no, no need to steal an ambulance or anything like that. Just uh, little, little things. I'm out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the, the next movie I watched, uh, had some similar ideas here, but not the same thing, but a movie called on the count of three. Uh, it just came to Hulu recently. 
Uh, I'd heard of this movie before, but uh, now that's on Hulu, I checked it out. Um, it's directed and starring uh, Gerard Carmichael, a comedian. Um, to me, he's best known. He was in the movie Neighbors. Um, so he actually directed this and stars in it. Um, and it's about, um, so he plays a guy whose best friend attempted suicide, but didn't, wasn't successful. Um, and he breaks him out of the uh, institution he's at and decides to, um, that they should both kill themselves uh, on the, at the same time. So, Sounds um, like a, a nice family movie. That's, that's where the on the count of three comes from is they're going to uh, both shoot each other on the count of three. Um, but before they can do it, the the other the friend who already tried decides, why don't we live our one last day and actually do some things and, you know, resolve some issues. And uh, they kind of that's that's the movie. They, they go out and um, live their last day. They got to, you know, unfinished business, that kind of stuff. So um, why would they if <laughs> not like, oh, I have a report due. I, I can't <laughs> leave the world without getting it published. What's the what are they leaving behind? Oh, there's some stuff. They're going to achieve yeah. their massive credit debt first. No, there's some uh, there's some uh, important stuff here, but um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. All right. Um, but yeah, an interesting idea. And yeah, about <laughs> people who uh, had a rough in life and can't get ahead. And so that's why I said it has some similar ideas to uh, Emily, the criminal there. Um. And then I'm going to do my last movie here. Also a movie I saw in theaters. Uh, the, the new, I'd say the big new movie from this week. Uh, Idris Elba fighting lions in Beast. Oh, he went and so, saw it. Yeah, so this is, uh, this movie's okay. It's not great, but it gives you some good lion action. Uh, you get to see the jungle. There's there's drafts and stuff in it. Um, it's got Charles, Charles Copley, who's just, if you need a South African guy, he's the guy. Um He's been in a bunch of things, and he's did always the South African guy. The interview he um, Idris did, where I guess his daughter wanted to be his daughter in this movie, and he's like, "We didn't have any chemistry on screen, so she didn't make it." Yeah, I saw that. Which I mean, I don't Pretty think the good. daughters. I don't think the daughters were great in this movie, anyways. So I don't well, know, they could have let her be in it. But. From the trailer, it looked like they may have not liked him a whole lot. Yes. Okay, so I get that. It, it's that's. A winning answer right there. If it was like, oh, you're the best dad ever. And he's like, yeah, my daughter just didn't work <laughs> in this role. <laughs> That'd be a problem. Yeah. So it's, um, he takes his, after, after their mother dies, he takes his daughters back to, uh, Africa, where, where she was from to like visit the homeland, I guess. And then they have this old family friend, uh, played by Charlton Copley, who's, the warden of a reserve or something, you know, poachers aren't supposed to go in there and he has to keep everything safe. So he takes them on a little safari and everything. Uh, but the poachers did uh, happen to attack a pride alliance, killing all but one. And that one now is pissed Whoa. and wants revenge and kind of becomes a, uh, a crazy unstoppable lion monster. It looked like jaws on land. Yeah, that's uh, basically what it is. It's a monster attack movie, and my problem you know, is Cujo is another compa- comparison because a good chunk of it takes place in a, inside of a car. It's easy to hate a shark. One, you can barely see it. Two, it just looks like rubber. But when you bring it into a furry animal existence, I think majority of Americans, especially females, and some people 
not like males aren't going to be on board with that. They're going to, at the end of the day, like, fuck that human. He should kill him. I hope he dies. And on their side with the tiger or lion, whatever you said it was. Uh, I don't think I felt that way, but maybe some people would. Uh, it's, it's a pretty vicious uh, animal here. It's not that cat-like, you know, but... Oh, it's a cat, Andy. Yeah. You get a laser pointer out. That and thing is going to stop dead in its tracks. Lions don't like other lions if they're not part of their group. So um, that's a lesson to be learned. So someone's going to have to die. Lions attack each other all the time. You know, there's a video uh, of a lion cub, I think it is, at a zoo. And it's, you know, and it's a little like lying down. It's very small. And the mama lion is relaxing by a rock behind and behind the rock is the little baby lion and it walks over and kind of does a jump at her and scared the mom and she jumped like eight feet in the air <laughs> it's pretty awesome yeah that's that's pretty cat like right that's there. a cat andy yeah. they're cats well, i know they're cats but they're not a dog can't do that yeah <laughs> it's true um yeah there's some nice little thrills here and then pretty good uh i think pretty good cgi that this is a movie that couldn't you couldn't have done 10 years ago it looked terrible um, because they're interacting with this completely digital thing. There's no there's no puppets or anything like that. It's just all CGI. Um, there's even a scene where someone hugs a lion, and Whoa. it doesn't look that bad. Um, also, he does fight a lion, like hand-to-hand. So well, he's Idris Elba. It's the least favorite part of the movie, because it's somewhat realistic until that happens. You're like, okay. Obviously, this lion would end... We'll end any human in a second without even knowing. Um, so I don't think anyone could actually fight a lion, but you know, it's a movie. You got to You got to do what you got to do. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the, uh, those are the three movies I watched. So, well, look at that. Just sped through them. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'll do my movie. I suppose I watched on Peacock, actually uh, a movie I had never seen from if I can, Goddamn spell it on here. 2006. Ashton Kutcher. Kevin Costner of our sports podcast, The Guardian. Now, this is uh, following the Coast Guard and uh, a veteran who sees some some bad stuff go down and has to heal. And so he has to go teach the the youngins, the Cubs, if you will, at a swim school because uh, that's what you do. And Ashton Kutcher was... Uh, legendary swimmer in his childhood and so he he knows it all and they're and they in a, call you know, him maverick and he has yeah, a rival they're, exactly <laughs> they're in alaska and uh they have to do this ridiculous mission where they drop a nuke into a nuclear pa- power plant and no, i'm kidding uh it's good um yeah i don't know how this one slipped through and i never saw it um it's it's very watchable it's fun it's moves pretty quickly clancy brown's in it uh frequent uh, recently of dexter fame but also you know him from like the uh uh shawshank redemption and every voice other. imaginable yeah that's L- look up his voice uh imdb if you ever have a chance he's got a very it's yeah a, very yeah. uh well uh regarded voice i'd say very powerful voice but yeah it's fun two hours 20 minutes uh i recommend it you know it's it's different he's uh Kevin Costner's off the farm. He's not John Dutton anymore. So, like you've never seen him. Yeah, he. Well, I'm sure we've seen him do other things like that, but uh, it's usually like baseball or farming yeah. or westerns. He was the bodyguard at one point. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, I don't know. 
yeah, that's a movie that erased from my memory completely. But like, like, oh yeah, I do remember seeing a trailer for that. At some point. I had that on my list for a while. I'm sure it's no longer on. It's on Tubi, whatever that is. But yeah, yeah, he like falls in love with Whitney Houston or something. <laughs> yeah, very famous movie. But yeah, check out The Guardian. What else you got, Andy? Uh, well, now I got my TV shows here, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the rehearsal, which finished its first season uh, and did get a season two renewal. So uh, this is the Nathan Fielder reality show, if you want to call that. Uh, I think Very the last bizarre time, looking. Yeah, I think maybe the last time I talked about it was after the first episode, which kind of delivered what the premise of the show was going to be, where he's going to. Uh, help people rehearse uncomfortable situations or something they need to do in their life and basically give them the budget to uh, build out sets and hire actors and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, it was insane. Um, But then episode two kind of turns and basically the rest of the season is about building this fake family. (laughs) Um, It was supposed to be for another person for them to rehearse being a parent uh, but then Nathan basically takes over the experiment for himself and it goes wild and uh, <laughs> just completely unpredictable and unexpected and strange and hilarious and upsetting for a lot of people uh, just gets into some weird stuff, weird ideas of I mean, he's, hire, he's hiring. He has to hire kid actors to play his kid, but they're kid actors. so They can only work two hours a time. So they rotate the kid actors out. And just a new kid. It's uh, weird. And then in this last episode included him deciding to bypass that and just hiring adults to wear kids clothing. Because <laughs> that's what makes them kids. Yeah, because it's all part of the uh, experiment. Um, okay. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's so bizarre and I don't know how it. I want to see a behind the scenes on how it all came together, but also I don't because it's like, just let, let, let it be a mystery. Cause it's like, how could this, and, and whatever they show you, you know, is not the full picture. They're just, they're editing it down to a TV show, but it's like, how, how is this possible? How could this be a thing? So, uh, yeah, just incredibly fascinating. And it's not, it's not that much. Um, both the episodes are mostly like a half hour. So only six half hour episodes. So, um, I have no idea what season two is going to be continuing on with this crazy experiment. There were some resolutions here uh, on this last episode, but I guess there's room for a second season. Uh, It's funny how the the show completely changed. I think the original idea of the show was that first episode of, oh, we'll build out a set and hire actors to rehearse the situation. But then COVID happened and they did this new one and, built on from there rather than like his previous show, Nathan for you or new scenarios every, every week, every episode that they're just like, we're just going to continue doing this because this is such a weird experiment. So, um, yeah, fascinating. Pretty good. <laughs> People are pretty upset about this last one because the last episode was mostly about how one of the kid actors actually thought that Nathan was his father now. And he had to like explain to the four year old kid that, no, you don't you don't have a dad. I'm not your actually your dad. I'm just 
acting. <laughs> it's like you don't have a dad. He did. That was the, the thing. The kid didn't have a dad, so he couldn't. So that made him not realize that he it's wasn't. Pretty heavy to say. Yeah, and people are like you just fucked up this kid for life. Yeah, I couldn't for your feel like, TV oh, show. He's, he's over there. Go go uh, over there. Yeah. But it's like, is that all part of a bit? Was this all intentional? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. We'll never know. Yep. All right, you have. I got two more. Two more. So, what do you want to? You want to do yours? I'll do uh, mine. Mine will be quick. I started the first couple episodes of Legacy, the uh, Lakers doc we talked about last week, I believe. Uh, only seen the first two so far. I believe the third episode came out. Is it out yet? Sunday? No. Uh, according to this, it's in post production. I'm confused. Well, I watched two episodes. <laughs> I could have sworn it said Sunday the third episode was out. And uh, yeah, like you said, the first episode is just following that first season and uh, them acquiring the team. Second episode kind of expands. Um, it's very interesting so far. I mean, obviously, all of this stuff is before our time, well before Kobe. But, you know, they're creating the dynasty and the legacy that they've been. No pun intended there, Andy. Uh, it's very good. It's very interesting to hear from the bus kids who are all, all obviously still around. And uh, yeah, just learning more about the early days of it all. Yeah, I, I should check uh, it out just for the stuff that's not going to be covered in that HBO show because uh, I believe that second episode is already bypassed. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. well past. I mean, it's like Pat I said, Riley first, and stuff. Yeah. First episode is just that first season. Yeah. Then it's all up uh, past that from there. Yeah. Where you actually get into the, the real Lakers Celtics matchups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I wonder if they'll cover would they cover like the 1993 Lakers or someone like, like a, a team that wasn't any good. Probably like not. Nick Van Maybe Exel. You get three minutes or something. Yeah. Because there, there was a gap between you take between Magic Johnson and Kobe and Shaq. There, there was a gap of they weren't, weren't that good. Yeah, the third episode aired yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. IMDb is a little behind, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out on uh, on Hulu. All right, what else you got off road? Uh, well, I do have to talk just for a little bit about uh, Better Call Saul. Finished. Oh. Um, I'm a little late on that now. I think it's been uh, a week from. Yesterday is when it actually uh, finished out, but uh, it, it nailed what it needed to do. So I'm very, very pleased with uh, how it went. The last few episodes were mostly set in the, I don't want to say in the future, but, you know, in the future timeline with that show. So Better Call Saul is a prequel to Breaking Bad, but uh, the last few episodes here were actually past break the events of Breaking Bad. So you're seeing what... Uh, happened to Saul and uh, we always saw a glimpse of it every season like a little five minute scene of what he was doing uh, but yeah the last few episodes were almost entirely there and um, yeah also the last episode here it's had some flashbacks including uh, scenes involving some uh, characters from the past which was uh, nice to see um, some people fit right back in even though it's been almost a decade since that show's been off the air so uh, Pretty neat. I will have to watch that at some point. Yeah. I have no idea what season I've watched through. I'm going to guess season like two or probably two or three. I don't know what season they're on now. Is it five? This was the sixth, I believe. Whoa. 
Um, but then so, again, they're not yeah, it's series. been a while. It was yeah. their own fault with how they would put them out on Netflix. It took two yeah, years. It felt like I don't. I'm not keeping up with that. You got a window, a year. You're pushing it. Anything beyond that, I'm gone. Well, it was on regular TV, so. But I, I don't, think I, did, I only recently got AMC uh, added to Hulu. Yeah. They never had it before. I think I think when the show now it's all done and aired, but I think it won't go to Netflix for like twelve months. But once it is probably. and the entire series is there, I think I think more people will watch it because it will be able to. Yeah, it'll be easily binge holding. Yeah, yeah. I think people want to wait because I mean a lot of people did that with Breaking Bad, didn't even watch it when it was. That's where I Aaron watched stuff. it was Netflix. Yeah, pretty sure. So uh, yeah, that's why I mean Netflix funded the show because they knew it was such a hit for them. So even though it wasn't they don't own it, they like funded it and to get the exclusive rights to it. Um, yeah, so that'll be. A lot of people probably get to watch the whole thing. Um, so I don't know. Did it did it benefit from being these long breaks? Because uh, I think it was two plus years since season five between five and six, and I think two plus years between season five and season four. So it's too long. Um, but Breaking Bad was the same way at the end, I think, too. Where it's like, well, oh, so. again, if I was watching it all on Netflix, so it didn't make yeah. a difference to yeah. me. Well, that's pretty common. Some of those shows, those HBO shows, will be like four years and like, oh, the new yeah. season. He doesn't have the time. Yeah. He's doing nobody five. Well, they did. They did uh, in the middle of the thing. They put a commercial and they're like, Bob Odenkirk and Giancarlo Esposito are still in the AMC family. And it was like coming next year, and they both have new shows. And it's like, all right, okay. You just freaked out, and screamed. Yeah. yeah. Well, they know it's like that's it. They don't have that much else going on. All right, last thing here. This will be this will be quick because just one episode premiered this week: House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones uh, oh, spinoff series, uh, set two hundred years before the events of the show, uh, focusing mostly on the uh, Targaryen family, who are uh, the rulers at this point, and they still have good sized dragons and everything. Um, it seems like HBO is kind of. They decided let's take two of our most popular shows and combine them, so it's just Succession meets Game of Thrones because it's uh, it appears the show is going to be about the succession plan for the aging king. Who is he going to name as heir? His brother or his daughter? Which his daughter? It's unprecedented. You don't a woman can't be the king, but that's his only uh, child. So um, that seems to be where this is headed, and. Um, I don't know. I don't think the hook is as strong as Game of Thrones was for me, uh, but it's only been one episode. It's definitely, you could see the budget. They made a good show. <laughs> um, they're not going to be, be cheap on that. This is uh, supposed to be their big thing, and I, I guess the numbers were pretty good already. So um, a lot of people did watch this. So people weren't completely turned off by how dissatisfied they were with the ending of uh, the last show. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, not me. I don't know if I'll have time. Yeah, uh, I think I don't know how long this is supposed to be, but this is already like for one good part of it is this is already done and written. Like George R. R. Martin can't finish his book series, but he had the time to write this little um, like spinoff book, which I guess is not even that old. Like came out in like 2018. But that means it's over and done and written and we know how the story ends. So you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about like 
oh fuck we have no ideas More anymore seasons, yeah. <laughs> yeah. shit so um this will probably be i don't know a two season show or something uh, that might already be information that people know but i don't know uh, but yeah i'll continue watching um i like matt smith is in this he's very very weird looking in real life so then when you add him to weird game of thrones and that he's part of the family that has white hair um very very weird looking so that's interesting cool. that's cool <laughs> but yeah i'm sure i'll talk about it more when it's uh all all done aired and everything so all right uh, anything else to add uh that is it all right, well, you've been listening to episode 285 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yeah. We'll see you later. <laughs>